Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. And today, I am joined by author Ashley Michelle. Ashley has a unique story, and she's going to be talking about how she is using it to help others. Ashley was nearly murdered, and she was able to escape. And now she, instead of feeling sorry for herself, after all of the PTSD, anxiety, and depression, she chose to write about it to hopefully help inspire others. So here's her story. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share my story on your platform. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Ashley Michelle, and I wrote a book called Finding Strength Through Tragedy, which is related to everybody who has gone through horrific trauma in their lives. And I was almost murdered in 2016. And what happened to me isn't just an Ashley situation. It is a worldwide epidemic. And I'm trying to help other survivors of crime because this happens every day, worldwide, countrywide, nationwide. And I am trying to help other survivors. Okay, well, get into your story. And and I think I saw that this was a, a pretty popular story, correct? Correct. Okay, so just start by breaking it down, sharing as much as you would like to share with the listeners. Sure. So fast forward July 2016, I was running through Ross Park in broad daylight, and I was assaulted in a park there in July. And then a couple weeks later, my ex showed up from out west, and he was staying at his friend's Nathan's and then staying at my place as well. And he called me August 28th. He called me at around five in the morning and I went over to Nathan's apartment. And he, uh, when I got there, I was waiting there for probably a good 45 minutes before he came down. And when he finally came down, um, he had his toe cut. And I asked him what happened. He really didn't give me much of a a statement. And then another friend of his was there as well, but he left. And I went up with him um, to the 18th floor. And when we got upstairs, he locked all the doors behind me and the whole apartment was covered in blood. Um, My feet were sticking to the carpet and blood just splattered everywhere. And that's when I thought that I wasn't getting out of there alive for a second. I mean, who does after something like that? And he showed me the body of the deceased. He tried to have sex with me multiple times, forced me to clean up the deceased's blood, strangled me when I told him that I wouldn't, um, lost consciousness for a brief moment, and he took away my phone so I couldn't call for help or anything like that. He kept wanting me to go to the balcony, but I kept refusing not to go. And then it was about two hours 
that I was in the apartment, but I knew from watching criminal shows that I had to be cool, calm and collective and, and not show any fear as crazy as that sounds. Because I knew the moment I started showing fear that it was just going to make him more angry. He was said to me he was already going away for one count of murder. Why not get two? Um, and then after two hours of being in the apartment, he went to the washroom. And I ran down 18 flights of stairs. Ran to a convenience store, which he didn't let me use the phone inside the store. He kept insisting I use the payphone. Waited there till 911 arrived um till the police arrived and when they did i was approached by a female officer and a male officer i was read my rights at the time because they didn't know the situation and then i was taken to the police station where i was given the option to leave or to give a statement and of course i wanted justice to be served for the deceased so i gave a statement the first thing police said to me isn't actually what happened they asked me to make them a promise that I wouldn't turn to the streets for drugs, prostitution, alcohol, etc. I guess so many survivors of crime end up turning to the streets because they think that that's their coping methods. So now when I see somebody shooting up on the streets, I don't ask myself why not. I ask myself what horrific trauma did they go through to lead them down that path. And that's why I have a website called ashleyinspires.com. That's why I have a YouTube channel. And that's the reason I released a book it's because so many people turn to the streets as a coping method and they don't have anybody else. Like I'm so lucky that I had incredible officers. I'm so lucky I had an incredible support system, but a lot of people don't have all the tools that I had. So tell us about your, your book and your website and, and all that you are doing to help others cope with traumatic situations like you went through. Yeah, so my book is called Finding Strength Through a Tragedy, which can be purchased at ashleyinspires.com. Um, it's about mental health. It's about finding love after tragedy. It focuses on PTSD, anxiety, and depression. It focuses on that we don't really know what strength is until we're forced to come face-to-face -face with it. It talks about who I am today. It talks about the court process, which was horrific in itself because you're only told so much. And in 2018 was the actual trial. And in the trial, there was so much that brand new information that came to light that I had absolutely no idea about. Um, so it was very overwhelming. It was like going through the trauma all over again. And also have a YouTube channel about videos that focus on depression, PTSD, um, anxiety, domestic violence, all of the above. Because like I said before, what I went through is not just an actual situation, but it's an everyday occurrence. And I was blessed and fortunate enough to make it out alive, but other people aren't so lucky. Or other people don't want to come forward as witnesses, but I believe in justice being served. So what actually happened in the trial? What happened to this person that did the murder? And do you know why he did it? I don't think we'll ever truly know why he did it. I mean, he's he's a pathological liar. There was really no remorse on his part. Um, he will be eligible for full parole in 2030, which just sickens me. And I don't feel like the justice system is called the justice system. That's another reason I'm trying to, you know, fight the fight as much as I can. Um, I don't think that it's fair that 
you know, he'll be out of jail, but the deceased will never be able to get married. The deceased will never be able to have kids. The deceased will never be able to get another job. But the person that did this horrific act will be able to get out of jail and live a life. Like, I don't know where our justice is in that. So that's something that I struggle with to this day. Besides the officers, what what are some of the other things that you did to make it through the situation? Yeah, well, actually, today I wrote a blog on mental health and how to overcome it. And if you have anybody in your life that is currently struggling, the things that you can do. And so something as simple as like getting off the couch to, you know, shower or to brush your teeth was a struggle. Because I mean, who wants to get up and live their life after such horrific trauma? Like it's, it's hard just to do anything. It's hard to sleep. It's hard to eat. It's, it's hard to just take step by step. But at some point, you got to get to living your life again, because what kind of justice is being served if you're not living your life with purpose and value, right? So I knew for myself that I had a strong support team that literally got me through it. You know, I had somebody from the police station, actually a counselor from there. And she met me at Victoria Park and she you know, took me out for coffee and just, she was just a listening ear. And sometimes that's all people need, like no judgment, just somebody to listen to them. And that's exactly what she did. The police were just, they were calling me, they were checking in with me. Victim services was another incredible support that was calling me and making sure that I was okay and asking if there was anything that they could do additional for me. My counselor has been tremendous in my help. Like I wouldn't be where I am today without my counselor's support and, you know, Um, And then going back to the gym, I think was so vital to me getting to where I am today. You know, when you go to the gym, it's not just about like the physical strength. It's about your emotional and mental well-being as well. And I think that that's exactly what the gym did for me. But everybody's going to have something different because no two people are alike. Everybody's going to have, you know, maybe they join a marathon. Maybe some people go into sports everybody's going to have a different coping method, but it's finding that healthy coping method and not turning to the streets as a way to solve your problems. And that's what I'm trying to help people with today. And actually proceeds from my book go to helping other survivors of crime. So they, the London police actually took some of my money that I had towards my book and they actually purchased a service dog for survivors of crime. Did they ever catch the person that assaulted you in, in the park that day? Um, I don't know about that situation. I mean, I was young and I didn't report that. I know that there was um, other people who came forward about that specific situation, but that was all beating. That was a whole different scenario, but that happened in the same time span. Um, so you just, you never know. So tell tell everybody about your YouTube channel and and any upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about. Um, Well, I have also released a course, which is healing from trauma. And it gives you the step-by-steps and how to heal, how to process your emotions, what kinds of tools to have, community resources. It outlines all of that stuff. There's my book as well. Like I said, I think that that's a great teaching lesson and a great teaching tool in itself because you know people don't just want statistics and facts 
people want to hear your story, your emotions, so it can be relatable. I always wanted my stuff to be a teaching tool and a teaching lesson for somebody else. Um, secondly, my videos on YouTube are focuses on, you know, relationships and what you do after you've experienced trauma and the necessary steps you take to overcome your past so you don't go backwards and you just keep moving forward. That's what majority of my stuff is about. Um, I also focus a lot in my book and my YouTube channel on domestic violence. A lot of my blogs are on domestic violence. You know, people think that it's just so easy to leave an abusive relationship, but they don't realize the intensity behind it. They don't realize that your life is at stake when you leave a violent, abusive relationship. And I mean, domestic violence isn't just hitting and slapping either. It's words like words have so much power and have such a huge effect in toll on the individual that is in that relationship. I mean, you are controlled, you are isolated, you are devalued. And I think that people don't realize how much domestic violence affects the individual and the safety component behind it. I mean, you just can't up and leave. You know, when you leave a domestic violent relationship, you're at your highest level for death to occur. And that's called separation assault. And in the first two or three week period, when you leave your abuser is the highest time of death to occur. And every week a woman dies from domestic violence. Well, give out your contact information so people can keep up with everything that you're up to. Yeah, so I have my Facebook page, which is Finding Strength Through Tragedy. I also have a Facebook page, Ashley Inspires. I also have my Instagram, Ashley Inspires. And I have TikTok at Ashley Inspires. And I also have an Ashley Inspires email account, which is ashley.ashleyinspires.com. And then I have my website, ashleyinspires.com as well. Okay, well, close us out with some final thoughts, maybe something that I failed to touch on that you would like to talk about it. Just any final thoughts that you have for the listeners? Yes, to never give up on themselves, to always believe that there is light at the end of such a dark tunnel. I mean, I didn't think that I was going to get through what I went through. In October of 2016, I actually tried to end my own life. But then I realized that that would be so selfish because the deceased needed justice to be served. He was no longer here. So it was up to me for justice to be served. I mean, I'm the witness of this horrific, violent act. And now I'm just trying to help inspire other people and help them heal from such horrific trauma because I don't want anyone to think that the streets is the way out, is the final solution. You know, I'm so lucky and I'm so grateful to have such an amazing supportive team behind me but so many people don't get that experience or don't get that opportunity so they think their only way out is to turn to the streets and that's something that I want to help people turn away from and I actually had a family reach out to me from the states and he was a witness in a homicide and so I actually spoke with his mom and I gave her different community resources that she could use and she was just really appreciative. And again, all she needed was a listening ear and someone to vent to, someone that understood what her son was going through. And I think talking about things, getting things out in the open is how you rebuild yourself again. How you're able to get healthy again is by 
you know, feeling every feeling that you need to feel and not hiding from your emotions. Because when you hide from your emotions, you're not healing. You're only creating a destructive path for yourself. And why do that? What kind of life is that? You know, you want to live a life full of value and purpose. And you want to be on a mission to one day, hopefully share your story like I have to be that inspiration, to be that guidance of hope and support to somebody else. Ladies and gentlemen, AshleyInspires.com. If you know anybody that's going through any kind of trauma, please be sure to follow, rate, review, and let them hear this episode. Ashley has an amazing story and, and she's doing all that she can to help others. If you enjoy this podcast or this episode, please be sure to tell a friend. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. I really appreciate it. And thank you for doing this podcast and giving people the opportunity to share their stories, because I think that that is how you heal. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.